are we ready? Is this is this yeah. the uh, is this the start of it? Yeah, maybe. Okay. Hey, everybody! Uh, we're gonna be doing a uh, little bit of an improv radio hour tonight. So, hope everybody's ready for that. We've got all kinds of crazy stuff planned for y'all. Um, we've it's called Lego and Fish. So, that's gonna be fun. How are you doing today, Lego? I am well. I, however, did think it was Puffish now. You thought what was a what? I thought you were Puffish now. I'm a fi- I Well, I could be a fish if I wanted to be. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to take a couple hits of cannabis and we're going to get right into rolling. Um, Lego, why don't you tell everybody about uh, the story that you have to read for us to start the show off? Oh, we're starting with that. All right. It's yeah, entitled it. Constipated at the Gas Station. Constipated the at the Gas Station. Go, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> All right. Are we prepared for this horror show? They're ready. They're they're ready for this uh, for this program. All right. So interrupt me whenever you need. And warning, it gets dark. It was a dark, rumbling, dark rumbling clouds swiftly drift across the deep night sky ominously blanketing the opening landscape. Across a long stretch of usually deserted highway sits a lonely gas station with four empty, dusty pumps. Through the newspaper-covered windows, one can see the lights are on inside. A dull, flickering sign reads open. The mobile logo is on, the sole reminder of life for nearly 50 miles. An old gray mutt lays on the concrete, Next to the door, mildly curious about the brewing storm and hoping to get a few scraps of food from the dumpster after taking a nap, he's had a rough day. Around the right side of the small building stands an ancient rusted gray door with a faded bathroom sign falling off. It hangs upside down limply from its remaining tetanus-ridden screw. Beyond the door exists a gray sink, toilet paper, a long empty soap dispenser, an overflowing small black trash can, and most importantly, a lidless toilet. The toilet, which was once white, is now like the sink, old and graying from the use of innumerable travelers. This toilet is nearly forgotten, abandoned by the mobile employees. The toilet's only company is bacteria, of which it possesses a company. You've been driving since four in the morning from dawn through the day and into the night. You're powering through. Your butt aches. Your back is stiff. This isn't your first road trip. You know the kinks that accompany such a vehicular commitment. You do regret the break from your diet, nay, lifestyle. It's time to be honest. You're not that young anymore. Road food is wrecking you. In short, you gotta poop. You know it. Your body knows it, and yet it, it hasn't happened. It's been a problem for a few hours now. The discomfort is real. It's so real, the pain. I have to poop so bad, but I can't do it. Nothing's helping. You've tried coffee. You've tried it I've all. I've tried it. Okay. I've tried all of it. You've only tried coffee. But what else is there? Prune juice? You're not a 60-year-old grandparent, damn it. You may not be able to eat everything without regret anymore, but you're not that old yet. Seeing the sign for the first gas station in an hour, you decide to pull in and give it the old college try. What can it hurt? Thunder cries in the not-too-far-off distance. Stretching, you hop out of your silver jeep with a sly smile at the large Jurassic Park sticker on the side. Whoa, you're a nerd. 
you crack your back and twist your body around like a madman to get to that stationary soreness out. Another cup of coffee sounds good. And if you fail in the battle of the shits again, you've decided to suck it up and just go all in for the old and get that prune juice. Entering the dirty brick building after having a brief moment of fear from the stray canine outside, you find a rather lackluster room filled with junk food and the aroma of coffee-scented water, a seemingly normal gas station. Seemingly. A lanky young man stands behind the counter eating a donut with pink frosting and sprinkles, the favorite of one Homer Simpson. Skinny little punk. His oily brown hair sits on his head, looking as though it would rather not. He has traces of a beard without the testosterone to actually grow one. His eyes equally as brown and dull as his hair stare off mindlessly. You approach him. Hey, man, uh, can I get the keys to the bathroom? You inquire after seeing the sign next to the door under the great dog outside. The donut eater blinks. With a sigh, he replies as if bored. Nope. Lost it. Well, shit. Or rather, lack thereof. Oh, okay. Thanks anyway. You mumble and head off back to your jeep. Figuring you'll just try the next gas station you come across. The inevitable dump can wait, whether you want it to or not. Moseying back to the jeep, you realize, to your utter horror, the keys are locked inside. On the scale of not good, this ranks... high. Turning around, you find yet another shock. Frankly, a more shocking shock. The donut eater has left his station at the counter and followed you to your jeep. He stands there within ten feet of you, his once listless eyes now boring into your soul. Um, hey man, what's up? You ask hesitantly, wishing you could make like a tree and drive away from this nonsense. Sorry, I lost the keys. He says, giving you the same information as he did inside. Right. Uh, no problem? You repeat, your throat as dry as it does it around you. Can tumbleweeds blow through a stomach because something is going on in there? Feeling more than a little freaked, you try the other doors around your jeep to see if maybe you could luck out and find one of them unlocked. No dice. You're trapped with a homicidal Homer over there, still staring and still eating. Is that another donut? He seems to have manifested a second donut from the friggin' ether. Worse still, you are in for a third shock. Another man joins him from around the side of the building, older. He's also in a gas station uniform, tall and lanky, like Homer Thimpson over there, though with a full beard. Not muscular per se, but you wouldn't want to fight him. You wouldn't and don't, and are currently praying to a deity you don't believe in that it doesn't come to that. There's clearly something off with the second older man. Okay, there's clearly something wrong with both of these men, but more so the second. He may be drooling or foaming from the mouth. Hard to distinguish, but neither of those options are great, or even good for that matter. His skin looks as though it has a purple tint. Normally, you would chalk that up to poor lighting, but the team next to him looks to be a normal shade of human. A swishing noise perforates the tense scene from the west. It's beginning to rain a few miles away. Lightning flashes. It's moments before the thunder reaches your ears. It's difficult to assess the difference between the sound of the thunder and the roaring beat of your heart hammering in your sternum. The bathroom is open, the second man states in an unholy deep voice, which, apologies, I can't do. Oh, that sounds safe. You almost laughed to yourself. <laughs> almost. Cool. I'll uh, just go and get cleaned up then. You run, literally run to the bathroom, ripping the slightly dented door open and slamming it shut and bolting the top lock behind you. You can breathe a little easier now. You can. You could. You don't. This is a tight spot, middle of nowhere, locked out of your car, 
evil drooling donut gas eating station employees ready to kill you. Tight indeed. What makes all this impossibly worse is you still got to take that damn dump. Oh, and you are like positive that your anus has receded into your body. So oh, it definitely has. Awesome. Absolutely. Still, against the door hyperventilating, you hear something unnatural from behind you. It sounds like a word, yet something so much more devious. Bones, 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 bones. Whisper in your ear, tickling you all the way down to your painfully clenched stomachiness. Whirling around, you come to discover yet another damn shock. The most horrifying sight you have ever had the dishonor of seeing in your life. The toilet. Time stands still. Time moves forward. Existence, past, present, and future begins to merge and twist in a kaleidoscope of nausea and madness. Flush. You are a flushing toilet bowl of simultaneous confusion and hyper-awareness. Flush. Suddenly, you find yourself somewhere, somehow intact, outside the bathroom, away from the hellish nightmare that is the toilet. The dirt beneath your boots is reality, greeting you like an old friend. Dazed, you know you're not safe. The mobile employees must have driven mad by the flumes. As you think the word, it whispers to you again. Your stomach anus rem remains farther. At this point, you don't even know where it is. The door is open. The older purple-tinted man calls, his demonic voice waking you up from your planning. You look up to see the two mobile employees walking towards you. You have one chance. You have to defeat the flum, flum, flum. Infected gas station employees break the window to your beloved Jeep and like a head duck, get the flock out of here. You have only one hope. The only thing that can defeat these bacterial clouds of doom that threaten to taint every bathroom across the world. Bleach. Or actually any disinfecting cleaning product, but bleach. Sounds cooler, so you decide to go with that. Something hits you from the side of the face. Something glazed. Looking to the floor, you see the aerial tactile is a donut hole. Oh no. They're shooting you with donuts. This is getting serious. The time to act is now. The mobile boom, 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 infected attendants stand between as a terrifying wall separating you from the gas station. You have no way to get around them, and the dog seems to be utterly indifferent to your plight. What do you do? What do you do? Fortune favors the constipated, it seems. Beside you, from seemingly nowhere, a woman appears. Come on, she yells, grabbing your left arm in an iron grip. Suddenly, there is a pulling sensation coming from the new home to your anus, and wham! Without blinking, your surroundings change. From a storming outside desert night to a dark room full of washing machines? Looking around wildly, you find yourself indeed in what looks to be a large, clean laundromat. How? What? Who? How? How? Why? Your questions sputter out and queasiness overwhelms you. The woman standing before you, strong and confident, laughs. She points to the metal name tag affixed to her blue apron and reads it out to you with a tone of sarcasm. Brandy is who? And as for the other questions, they don't really matter. What matters is you have encountered the flumes. She replies in a strong Boston accent. Side note, I'm not going to attempt a Boston accent. When she says, Bloom, just as when you think it, the word echoes wickedly trying to contaminate your being so that it may spread further. Right. Those. Is that what happened to the mobile attendants? Yep, Granny confirms. Come on. She leads you into a large room with a giant human-sized dryers lining the wall. She continues to the wall on the side where there are a series of shelves. Yeah, you're a smart one, aren't you? She laughs at her own rhetoric. 
We need some cleaning materials, and you'll need gloves. She tosses you a pair of purple elbow-length gloves to you. The gloves hit your chest and fumble. You catch them. Okay, quick question. What just happened? Your voice hits a note that you haven't heard since before puberty. Shit is serious. Granny stops arming herself with soap, sponges, and two absurdly large knives to turn and face you. You have just ran into two mobile gas station employees that have been affected by the blooms, 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 echo around the hall, hollow halls of the laundromat. Whenever, wherever there is a lidless toilet being flushed, there is a doorway to evil being created, allowing it to enter into our world, to infect it, to latch onto and pollute the fabric of our very reality. And I gotta tell you, this is one of the worst cases I've seen since the O2. Of course, we can't talk about that, but long story short, a pillow was flushed and things got dirty. Pun intended. Anyway, she gone. You got lucky. A tornado was about to touch down near you. Oh, yeah, that's real lucky. You mumble, still desperately trying to keep your bearing straight. Yeah, it is for you. I can't leave the eternal laundromat until there's a tornado. Without that twister being so close to you, I would be there to clean you up instead of helping you to clean it up, she returns to arming herself. What? Do you work for some sort of secret organization? Working out of a laundromat in order to police alien bacteria and protect the people of Earth? You ask? She laughs. <laughs> no, I work for an AI, Rob, created by extra-dimensional extraterrestrials who lock me up in this pocket dimension designed to look like a laundromat where I am left to clean up very human messes when people are too freaking lazy to close their damn toilet lids, she corrects you. Well, one thing is for sure. When you left home early this morning, you did not expect this. Putting on the gloves, you grab a sponge and a bottle of bleach. So, uh, what's the game plan? Do we attack the mobile attendants or the toilet? It's best to not overthink things that are beyond your pay grade and stay focused on what you're in control of. Cleaning. Brandy hands you one last thing, a mask. You clean the toilets and F up those I'll handle the mobile guys. They are too far gone to be saved and have been itching to shank someone for months. With that, your scenery begins to shift again as the strange bullying returns. You're back where you left, standing in the desert at night, rain pouring around you now. The two mobile attendants are battling with Brandy, who, as it turns out, is a total badass. You don't have time to stop and admire this epic battle. You sprint to the bathroom and tackle the toilet. It's a dirty job, but someone's got to do it. And this time, that someone is you. The toilet resists and, resists and sprays of bleach. Shrieking, you start to scrub the floor tiles. The ground quakes as thunder belts above you. The flumes plump will not go quietly into the night. Hours of scrubbing have left you exhausted. Sweat stains your clothes, an odor almost as bad as a boom, 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 cuts through the humid air. Your muscles spasm as you approach the nefarious toilet. That son of a petri dish has really ruined your night. Now, now, you're going to take it to the cleaners. Admittedly, you're no Bruce Campbell and should workshop those one-liners. Side note, I left that as a note there for myself by accident. The toilet starts to flush wildly. Filthy water splashes out of the porcelain basin. You spray bleach madly, adrenaline fueling your reflexes, moving forward through the toilet's front defenses. You charge into the gray. The wind outside howls. You don't know how long it takes to finish. You nearly fall into the toilet twice. The tornado passes by mobile. The flume, 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 held on to you as tightly as possible, making you feel sick and gross. Limping, you exit the bathroom. Brandy has left with the mobile attendants. If the pools of blood and oil are anything to go by, she really messed them up. The gas station is empty, save for you and the stray. You break the window to your Jeep and grab a change of clothes. As the sun rises, ending this horrible night, you set your clothes on fire, killing the last remnants of the flume. The whispers soften now, the dying echoes of a nearly forgotten memory haunting your subconscious. After sweeping away the glass, loading the stray into the Jeep, you drive off into the dawn, ready to put this gas station behind you.
You get five miles before you run out of gas, never having noticed your tank was empty when you pulled in. The summer's heat penetrates your now AC-less Jeep. Along with the dog, you exit the vehicle and begin to walk. You have no other choice. Randomly, you spot a newspaper blowing along the abandoned highway. Curiosity peaked. You chase after it to look. You're dumbfounded. On the cover, which is dated today, you find a photo of Brandy and a headline which reads, Laundromat Massacre. Maniac still wanted. What's worse is in that very moment. That exact moment. Your anus makes its grand, ripping re-entry into the world. The end. Or is it? Wow, that was fucking great. That was really silly. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, right out of the gate, I'll say uh, Brandy being in the story, that was a big plot twist. So I'll I'll start with that. We've got a few messages I want to go through real quick. Mo, I'm Joe Biden. Get on your own Nope. This might sound a little bit weird, but like, oh, you kind of your voice kind of sounds like lights. I don't know if you know who that is, but she's my favorite artist. Just thought I'd let you know. Oh, I don't know who that is. I'll have to look it up. For sure. Bravo, bravo, bravo. Yeah, yeah, Matt. Shout out to Matt. Shout out to Star. I'd give a shout out to the first person, but I don't. I I don't really know what they were saying. So. Not either. But that's okay. All right, so this is the part of the show where uh, you guys can send us messages. And we'll come up with some stories, some songs on uh, based on your suggestions. We're going to we're going to give it a shot. We're going to give it a whirl, if you will. But uh, no, all seriousness, send us some stuff and uh, we'll chatter in the meantime. So uh, when did you start working on that uh, article or that story, Lego? Uh, a little after you guys ended your stream early last uh, last night slash this morning. I think I spent about two hours on it. Nice. Yeah, no, it, that's it's good. I'd like I could see that being like a thirty minute short for sure. But uh, I was hard because I really wanted it to only be five pages, so I had to cut yeah. out the whole backstory between. You being the AI overlord. Who Wait, what's is, my backstory? Uh, no, serious. That, see, you can't, you got, don't tease me. Like, what? There's, there's going to be a prequel. Uh, it's, it's a whole thing now. It's going to be a prequel. What? Do I come from a different solar system? I said you're an extra dimensional, extraterrestrial AI. So you didn't even come from this dimension. The fifth dimension. Let alone this whole um, Wow, that's. Holy shit. I'm excited. I can't wait to hear where I came from because then I'll finally know because when they when they planted me here like 15 years ago, they swiped my memory from anything that had happened prior to that. So I don't know. I don't remember before 15. Oh, well, that's that, something that, to that, incorporate. That, that I also was haven't decided. I'll, I'll, I'll never tell. I'll never tell. You also decided what? And I also haven't decided if uh, all of your kind are ginger or just you. Um, interesting. I I'm not gonna lie. I don't. I'm I'm really excited about this. I'm really. I don't read a lot of books or stories, but I I'm excited to read this. So we'll uh, we'll be getting that soon. We got a message. Hold on one second. Extraterrestrial, extra-dimensional. Sounds like my kind of person. I'm definitely going to have to go back and listen to this story. Anyway, I hope you guys are having a good show. Talk with you soon. Peace out. Shout out to Glenn Caesar. Hey, Glenn. So, um... Oh, wait, man, the messages are coming in. I'm actually legit interested in finding out how this ends. Oh, and aliens are rad. Should we should we talk should we talk about aliens? Do you believe in aliens, oh. Lego? I'm down for the Fermi paradox. 
I don't know what that is. You just went like 10 feet over my head. I have no idea. What is the what paradox? So there was this very famous scientist, Enrico Fermi. He is actually the guy who created, or one of the guys who created the formula for the atomic bomb. And he had this theory, it's called the Fermi's paradox, that mathematically, it literally doesn't make any sense that we are the only life forms that we can find. I'm making that very, very dumbed down. So basically, statistically, there should be aliens around. And we just haven't found them yet. That we know of. I don't think we found them yet. Or they've found us. Do you think if the government found aliens, they would say anything? Oh, no. Definitely not. No. See, that's what leads me to believe that there's a possibility. But I also we think it would be mi- too hard to hide. Well, what if we found traces of alien life form that were on this planet, like a paleontologist found or something? Like, that's somebody that could pay off and be like, hey, we'll buy you an island if you never talk about this. You know, that's that's kind of always been my thought. But to your point, I've always believed that there was a possibility of aliens. That being said, over the last, like, five to seven years, I've, I believe a lot more firmly in that. So there kind of is a theory for that, too, and I forgot what it's called, but essentially it states that um, life on Earth actually started on a different planet, and that planet had an incident which caused it to um, fracture, and that pieces of that planet as meteor hit Earth, and that carried life, which is how life began on Earth. I like that idea. I don't think it's true, but it's fun. That's a fun that's a fun concept to think. I mean, if they could back it up. We got four messages. I'm gonna play these real quick. Welcome to Lego Valley. Right on. Who's not down with the aliens? They're awesome. Aliens and shit. You know what I mean? Tornadoes and shit. I wanna hear a triumphant song where you're going to a job interview. And on the way there, you get shit on by a bird, but you decide to go to the meeting anyways. <laughs> what? what? Matt, what is it with you and having to go to the bathroom? <laughs> um, yeah, I feel man, like this is a situation. That, if there's something that you need to talk to us about, you know, just let us know. Um, like your... No, sorry. Go ahead, Lego. I'm just uh, getting warmed up. I feel like, Matt, this is a continuation. Like, now you're the character is stranded in the desert trying to get to their job interview. There's vultures circling. Alright? They gotta go to the bathroom and relieve themselves, and that's just mocking you because you're still constipated. I got the poop on me. I got the poop on me. It fell down out of the sky. I was walking to a job interview. First one in three months. And I looked upside. Poops in my eye. The bird poops in my eye. And it went all over my shirt. But then I said to myself, I don't want to miss this job interview. So I'm going to go find some napkins and wipe it off for the job interview. For the job interview. Gotta get the poop stains out. That was pretty good. Yeah, I, I literally just made that whole thing up. That there's it's kind of an interesting story. So at the job interview Or have the aliens found us and we don't know yet. What at the job interview? I'm sorry. 
Yeah. So at the job interview, all right. So you go in, there's a secretary, you know, the napkin only does so much. Does the secretary help you out or does she leave you out to dry? She leaves me out to dry. She sends me away. Doesn't even validate my parking slip and now I got a ticket to pay. That's, what that's a monster. What Does that answer? Yeah. Hung me out to dry. It's like that, uh, yep. It's like a used dish rag and just thrown away. Hey, I've had my attention back and forth with you guys with the Hangout and with this, but I'm loving the story, Star. Uh, I would love to hear more from you uh, whenever the next time you're doing this. And yeah, keep doing what you're doing. Right up Wait, am I star? <laughs> no, you're Lego. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I swear I've been regular all week. <laughs> I don't believe him. <laughs> I got the poop on me. <laughs> I got the poop on me. I got the poop on me. Yeah, it's that's... Should we do? Should all right. Well, what what else do you got? Do you have anything else to add to this story that I can? Uh, any other stories that I can add to this? Okay. So you go back to your vehicle. All right, you got the parking ticket, but the person, the officer there, who's writing the ticket, hasn't left yet. So you gotta, you got one chance to beg for mercy. See if they won't give you that ticket. I'm so sorry, Mr. Officer, but I've had the poop on me. I've seen the error in my ways now, and I won't park on this side of the street anymore. But please, I don't need to spend $150 on some things that I think are bullshit. Your municipalities gotta pay for new tires on all your vehicles. That's why you're at the parking tickets. So please, Mr. Officer, just tear it up and walk away. Did I mention I got the poo on me? Today, well, I was trying to go to my job interview that I probably won't get. Well, Mr. Officer, did you know I had to get a napkin and clean it off myself? Hey, Mr. Officer, where are you going? Oh, you took the ticket with you. Oh, thanks, Mike. Probably doesn't want to talk to the guy covered in poop. Yeah, we're, we're going to make a whole album out of this shit. It's going to be crazy. All right, it had it's a positive go... ending. It had a positive ending. He got he got out of the ticket. Connor Orbis wishes he wrote this song, too. <laughs> uh, he got out of the ticket. And he didn't get the job. Spoiler alert. Um, yeah, he didn't. He didn't get the gig. But he found another gig like two weeks later. So it was all good. It worked out for him. I got the poo on me. All right. What do you got, Lego? What do you got? Are we going down a side story? We're, we're going to go down whatever story we want to go down. Okay. Subplots? So the bird. Let's go subplots. The, the bird. bird. We, we, all, we all know I hate birds. I only fly vindictive. away. I don't know where my home is. Yeah, you don't wait. You don't like birds? No, I hate birds. They are right. avian What's enemies in the sky. They are avian what? diseased enemies in the sky. 
They're like little dinosaurs. They're just, nothing is okay with them. First of all, first of all, birds are awesome. Flamingos are freaking my second favorite animal after alligators. You definitely need to listen to I'm a Flamingo. That's There's a song called I'm a Flamingo? Yes, it's have improv. You ever done, have, have you ever done a flabongo? That sounds so made up. If you drill out the peak, the beak, and then the at the bottom, like where the feet go, you can turn it into like a, a beer bong or a, yeah, a beer bong, basically. Wait, I'm sorry. And like of a real flamingo? No, out of the plastic ones that you buy at the store. Oh, my like God. I have. <laughs> I mean, oh, that makes no sense. Why would you do that to a bird, Lego? Why would you hurt the bird? Don't hurt the bird. The bird is dying. the bird deserved it, but even I wasn't going to get that like medieval. Why did that bird deserve it? Some birds deserve it, but not all birds deserve it. Not all birds were created equal, Lego. But no, okay, so uh, you don't like birds. You don't like any birds. Cardinals, not a fan of penguins. No, Pops. no, no. I was bitten penguins by a, are like uh, penguins are like a wrong science experiment that cats and spiders got together to create. And I think that they live inside the penguins to look cute and susceptible. But they're not. They look like they're wearing suits and they're always ready to go to a wedding. But like, they're not going to a wedding. What are they doing? It doesn't make any sense. You're telling me that there's cats that live inside penguins? <laughs> cats and spiders, yes. Cats and spiders. Cats and spiders and the penguins. Holy yes. shit. You know, I never really thought about it. But now that you say that, I still question it. I don't, I don't know. Um, penguins aren't even real so, Rob. they're just exoskeletons here's the deal here's the deal I was bitten by you know the like brown black white geese that like their their beak like they have that white stripe but their whole like face and beak is, is like dark and then they have that like that white stripe above their nose like those kind of geese by their eyes okay geese are um, awful I believe this yeah, so that's the only bird that I'm like, I have a grudge against because we would go to Lake Michigan and feed the geese bread. And we'd do it all the time when we go, we would go to New Buffalo in Michigan and growing up. And I fucking like, I'm feeding the geese and one of them walks up to me and fucking just bites me. And I, then I'm fucking running around and there's like two of them that are fucking waddling after me. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, you know, five, six years old. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Ever since then, I don't, I'm not a fan of geese. I'm just not a fan. I like flamingos, cardinals, and um, peacocks because they're, they're pretty dope. And penguins. But now that we know, see, Rob hates cats. I, well, I don't hate cats. I strongly dislike cats. But cats and spiders live inside penguins exactly star star if you're listening to this i would love to see that drawing i would love to see it uh, i don't think anything that comes from my imagination should be put to drawing why how cool would it be to see a picture <laughs> of a cat like straddling a big eight-legged spider like it's but it's like it's all proportional so the cat's like small right and it's riding like a large spider and it's inside of a like like a metal machine and you can see like all the rivets and stuff but it's a penguin it's in the shape of a penguin like how cool would that be yeah, and that's I, I that's what that. i imagine but it's horrifying well it's horrifying to let down all the penguin lovers out there you know, that's that's the horrifying part. But they've There's been so fooled. Many... They need to know that they're they're well, idolizing a false penguin god. Who, who's been hoodwinking them this whole time? I mean, is it like, is it the government? Is it the animal activists? Like, you know, we need to get to the bottom. Like, these are the hard-hitting questions that we need to get to the bottom to. And that's what I want to know is who's been suppressing this information for so long? It's the cats. Oh, oh so like, Everybody, wait, so but why, why doesn't everybody know this? Why doesn't everybody know that the cats and the spiders are inside the penguins? Because who's like, going to get that close to this a penguin? People don't dissect penguins. They just take That's pictures true. of them. And if you're just watching them, you don't know what's going on inside there. Do you think the government knows about it? 
I don't think they care. They got other things to deal with. That's true. It. I mean, it took them fucking seven years to find Bin Laden. So <laughs> he was in the mountain. Surprise. You know, you went nicer than what I was going to say. What were you going to say? The dude was letting the polar bears uh, environment, you know, get ruined. So it's not like polar bears and penguins have anywhere to live anyway. Can you adopt penguins? Um, you can like help fund um, agencies that protect them. No, I just I just want to adopt like six pen- penguins and then just like live with them and you know have the cats and the spiders inside. It's just be like a whole like magical place. I could magical I could spray paint. I go. I could spray paint the floor white or paint the floor white to make it look like we live and like paint the walls blue to make it look like we live on an iceberg. Are you just are you just that Jim Carrey movie now? <laughs> Wait, that's a movie? Yeah, Jim Carrey lives in like an apartment um with a bunch of penguins. No fucking way. Yeah, I'm positive. I don't remember. No, the I believe. No, I believe you. What? No, listen. I totally believe you that that exists. I've Mr. Popper's Penguins is the movie. Mr. Popper's Penguins. Oh, I've heard of that movie. Oh, Jim Carrey's in that. Getting pooed yeah. on is supposed to be good luck, so that's probably how he got out of the ticket. Oh. True. So- Happy Feet obviously was penguin propaganda sent by some secret s- secret society to try to fool us. Of course. Fucking. The secret society of fucking spiders and cats. Do you, are you a fan of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yes. Uh, yeah, so I'm re watching the series. Yeah, do you, you like it? Yeah, I love it. That Charlie Day song about uh, spiders when he gets really angry is great. <laughs> I, I I love that song. Uh, did you see the Nightman Cometh musical? Yes, I love that. Yeah, that's my that's my favorite fucking day man. Ah, fighter of the night man. Yeah, no, that's uh, you're a master of karate and friendship for everyone. Day man. Ah. The, the best bit was uh, fucking, you gotta pay the troll toll to get into this boy's hole. You gotta pay the toll troll today. Yeah. Danny boy, little boy, baby boy, I need you. Oh, God. That, that's, yeah, that's easily one of my favorite fucking pieces of television ever. But um, if anybody's got any other song ideas, send them in, or they got story ideas, send them in. We'll be taking them. Have you seen the... Have you seen the outtakes of Charlie Day um, singing various songs on the show? Because he uh, no. makes them up, like on the spot. And no way! I've there, got to check video. It's like it's like eight minutes of him just coming up with different songs. Um, it's the episode where he's trying to kick everyone out of the bar because they were trying to make the bar look more fancy, and then uh, he decides right. he doesn't like that, so he gets high and he sings a song about like. Spiders in the hole or something like that. <laughs> He's always singing about spiders. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but he, he had like, a few different versions before that. And oh man, they're, they're, they're so good and so ridiculous. See, I like that. I like, so I, I like towing the line of, you know, like Bob Dylan serious, you know, um, Steve Earle, Leonard Cohen, Tom Waits, Jason Isbell, they're all serious songwriters. And I love that. And so am I. But I also love ridiculous songs like anything that would be from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I love just absolutely ridiculous. Like um, Mouse Rats, Bye Bye Little Sebastian from Parks and Rec. I don't know if you ever saw that show. Like, I love that show. I'm telling you, you're going to love I'm a flamingo. And it's going to make you look at flamingos a little different. I'll I'll check out I'm a flamingo. I just 
I don't know. That's that's been my thing. It's like I like the flamingos, but who's who? Uh, who who's it by? So I don't know. I think he's like a he's he's like a comedian slash musician, and he does like improv shows, and he like creates the songs on the spot. So I'll have to look his name up. I don't know how well known he is. Name is. I'm gonna go with it's. It's. A, I don't know if it's French. So Mark Ribelet or Mark Reblet. Okay. Well, this one's this one. Uh, this one's about the spiders and the cats living inside the. Got inside the penguin Met up with spider before We discussed our plot to take over the world As a bunch of penguins Me and Spidey Riding the penguins on a Monday in the pouring down rain. Gonna take the penguins, take over the world for one billion dollars. Government don't care Cause they're trying to find Bin Laden We can't get away with it Me and Spidey Gonna ride a spider Something like that. That would be like their, that would be like the prologue to the to the saga of what's the name of the cat? The spider's name's Spidey, but what's the name of the cat? Bartholomew. Bartholomew and Spidey. Yeah. The adventures of, and they fucking live inside a fucking penguin that comes to life. It's magical. It's a magical world. You keep saying magical. <laughs> I feel more like evil. But maybe I'm going too dark. Maybe I, it is magical. Well, I mean, okay, yeah, no, it's... But see, that's that's the thing. Is like, your mind automatically just wants to go dark. Like, well, that's fucked up that all the penguins that exist on planet Earth. There's cats and spiders that live inside. Like, what else is living in what? Because then you're not going to trust anything, and then you're going to be completely paranoid, and you're never going to sleep, and life's oh. going to get pretty crazy. So, I just got an idea. Is, what's that? I just got an idea. What if there's one lowly penguin that actually came into fruition as being like an actual penguin that we believe? Like, this is a real penguin. It's not a robot exoskeleton. And like because so many people believe... Skin? He bleeds his own blood. Yeah. So, like, because so many people believe in penguins, this penguin came into existence, and he needs to defeat the other exoskeleton penguins. But then he'll be all alone. What does he do? I don't know. What does he do? I don't know what I just stumbled in upon. <laughs> oh, a spider and a cat. Um, spider and yeah. a cat. Hey, I started to feel a little better, so I decided to come and check out the show. And yeah, I am confused. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by, Brandy. Um, we're gonna sing a song about um. 
in in a minute here about uh, bunnies riding whales. So I have a shirt that says the whale's vagina, and there's a picture of a bunny rabbit riding a, a whale. But the way I describe it to my friend, I was like, I want the bunny on top of the whale. And she's like, well, like, where at? And I'm like, literally, like, it's fucking the whale. And she's like, okay. So I have a fucking bunny rabbit riding a whale. And that drawing has to happen. I could never trust a name like Bartholomew. Bartholomew and Spidey are meeting up with uh, Fluffle the rabbit, the bunny. And what's the name of the whale? Have we named the whale yet? I don't think so. How about Albert? Albert the whale? Yeah. I like that. And then his cousin comes over sometimes, who's a, a Norwald, and it's the one from Elf, and he's like, hey, buddy, hope you, hope you find your dad. That's, that's what I'm picturing. Yeah. So, wait, what's the name of the whale again? Albert. Albert. Albert the whale and Fluffle the bunny. Because that's just what it's going to be called. And what are they doing? Where are they going? They're all riding off somewhere together. Spidey and Bartholomew and Albert and Fluffle. Where are they going? Is well, that I think there's Fat Albert one the whale? Hey, hey, hey now. You don't know what Fat Albert is? No, did I do something... Me? No, you're good. No, you're good. You're good. Bartholomew okay. is sus. Super sus. All right on. All right, so where are they where are they going, Lego? Okay, so I think there's really only one place that all of these people can go and feel at home. And that's obviously Santa's workshop. <laughs> oh boy. You brought up L. I, I, I just think it's the inevitable ending. Going around the train, going out in the morning, me, the cat, the spider, the bunny. And the whale heading off down a one way ticket, got a one way ticket, ain't never coming back.
That's so Spidey's looking for love. Spidey's looking for love in in all the wrong places. Uh, what about Prince Albert? All the wait, Prince Albert. No, that's Hampton. What? Is Prince Albert in a can? I don't I don't know. I I don't know. I don't I know I've heard that name. I don't know much about Prince Albert, but I know about Hampton the Flying Prince Pig, because that's a real thing. But I mean there can only be one. What about Wally the whale? Or Walter? Those are those are his cousins. He's got a cousin named Wally on his mom's side. Her his mom's name's Dorothy. And Walter is a cousin on his dad's side, and the dad's name's Ken. Ken and Dorothy, and they have Albert, and he has two cousins named Walter. One's named Walter, and what's the other? What's the other one? Wally. 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 Yeah. yeah. Wow. And let's We're not forget his sister whole... Winifred. Oh, wi- oh, Winnie. She, you know, yeah. now. After she moved to the other to the other part of the sea, she only comes she only really comes to visit during holidays. But you know, even the whales aren't immune to COVID, so they're um, they didn't get to see her this year. Yeah, migration prices have been steep. I know they won't even let you into certain parts of the ocean right now. You got to have like VIP cards to get down, you know, below like a thousand feet. Yeah, and the Barren Straits, I mean, it, it, it's impossible this time of year. It's ridiculous. You know, the le- every, you know, it's like when I go to the ocean, Lego, I just want to go as deep as I want to and see all of the creatures under the sea, you know. It's unfortunate. But, it is. yeah, Albert comes from a great family and, you know, prayers, prayers for the family because they're so great. Hopefully that, you know, nothing happens to them. And then, but he's on his way to Santa's workshop to find, find, start a new life. Spidey's looking for love. Uh, you know, Fluffle's trying to well, get he, there. Well, Spidey is a widow, so, you know, Spidey deserves it. Right. Had a hard, true. had a hard life. That's true. After the uh, fly swatting incident, incident of 2007. Eh, it was gruesome. Gruesome. Doesn't like to think about they it. They couldn't. They couldn't even have a proper burial. No, closed casket. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you call that a casket. I don't I don't know if a Ziploc container really counts as a casket. They could have spent the money and got it custom made out of, you know, some nice some nice pine or something. Or at least Ziploc. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But let's not dwell on the past. They're uh, yeah. they're on their way to Santa's workshop, and things are looking up. I think they're all going to find success. It's unfortunate they're looking in all the wrong places. They are. Well, you know, that's how that's how it goes a lot of times. But trying, you know, once they get to listen, Santa'll take care of them. Mrs. Claus, you know, it'll be great. Her her cookies can cure any malady. Or so it's told. Fucking, they work all the time. All the time. So, well, we've almost gone for an hour, so we should probably close out the show. But um, I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. This has been a fun fun show to do in general, because... I don't, I, this is the first time I've ever done anything like this, on, especially on air. So this is fun. But uh, Lego, uh, is there anything you want to plug? Um, you know, if you want to say where your article's at, or not, I'm sorry, you're not your article, your story. Um, say where your story's at. And uh, uh, you can find my, you can find my story at uh, Legoland13 on Twitter. There will be a link there, and that's about it. Right on. You can find me everywhere at Rob Fishbeck and at Rob underscore Fishbeck on Instagram. Also, go check out my YouTube channel, and uh, Lego's got one as well. But uh, I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. It's been a pleasure. Oh, we've got one message. Hold on. Great job, you two. Hope to hear more from you.
Right on. Thanks a lot, man. All right, I'm gonna go hop on Zoom, uh, Lego. If you if you're up for that, we could do that. Yeah. With enjoying everybody, but we're on the show. Everybody have a great night. Thanks a lot for listening, and uh, we'll see. You.